Welcome to OAC Vancouver's podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that Jesus is needed and relevant for people in Vancouver today. The message of God's love and promise of wholeness was destined to be experienced within a faith community that worships, studies scripture, and prays together. We warmly welcome you to journey with us towards greater connection, purpose, and peace. We'll be sharing our recorded services and conversations with health and wellness experts. Enjoy. Well, welcome to a very special church service. I'm Kumar Dixit, former pastor at Oak Ridge Adventist Church, my favorite church ever, folks. I'm telling you the biggest mistake I ever made in my life was moving back to America. Do you know what's happening here? Do you know what is happening here? And only a few of you have actually checked to see if I'm fine. Like I'm barely making it. I live like 25 minutes from the US Capitol and things are going berserk here. So I may need the Canadian Mounties to come and save me, come and get me. I need to move back to Canada. But in the meantime, I'm glad to be with you today. I want to share a message that's on my heart and I'm hoping that um, you'll find it very, very helpful and inspirational in your life as well. So one of my favorite passages of scriptures comes from 1 Kings and 2 Kings. In fact, my favorite Bible character, besides Jesus, of course, is the prophet Elijah. Uh, it is a, I love Elijah. In fact, I love Elijah so much that I named my son Elijah. He is like just this like super power, super natural, this amazing prophet that does some of the most incredible miracles. And so today I want to share a passage of scripture with you that comes from 1 Kings uh, chapter 19. And I'm going to start with verse 14 and then jump to verse 19. It says, he replied again, I have zealously served the Lord Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars and killed every one of your prophets. And I'm the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me too. Verse 19. So Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shapheth, plowing in a field. And there were 12 teams of oxen in the field. And Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over to him and he threw his cloak across the shoulders, his shoulders, and then walked away. Elisha left the oxen standing there and ran after Elijah and said to him, First, let me go and kiss my father and my mother and say goodbye, and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, go on back, but think about what you've done and what I have done to you. And so verse 21 says, so Elijah returned to his oxen and he slaughtered them. And he burned and he used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. And he passed around the meat to the townspeople and they all ate. And then he went with Elijah as his assistant. It's pretty a big dramatic story when you think about it. This is um, Elijah at first in verse, in, in verse 14. He's overwhelmed. He is so tired of being a prophet. And he's complaining to God and go, he's going, look, I've done everything you've asked me to do. I, I, have, I am so tired. I'm exhausted. People are trying to kill me. You've got to give me some help. He goes, I'm the only one that's left. And the Bible says that, that, that God heard Elijah's um, sorrow and he heard his stress and he instructed him to go find a replacement. And I, I want you to look at verse 19 because it says, Elijah went and he found Elisha. 
key words, he found. Now, I want you to think about that. When was the last time you actually like put your resume together? Um, have you ever like added a resume or been on LinkedIn or gone to a networking event where you're trying to find a job? Here's what I find really interesting. And that is when God calls you to ministry, when God calls you to do something in your life, uh, you don't have to set up a resume. You don't, you don't have to go on LinkedIn. You don't have to go on networking events. God is going to find you and he's going to use you for his will. You know, in my 25 years of pastoral ministry, I have created so many resumes. Okay, like everybody, you know, you're, you do your job, but you're kind of tired of it. You're always wondering if there's something better that's out there for you. And so I have like six different resumes. I know this is embarrassing. I have a pastor resume. I have an administrator resume. I have a marketing resume. I have an author resume. Uh, there's a couple other resumes that I have. Oh, I have a teaching resume when I teach for classes. And these are all different resumes that I have that I can send out. In fact, I have resumes that have been professionally created that I've paid people to do. And let me tell you something that's so interesting, because, you know, these are late night events when I'm working on my resume. I'm like, you know, I'm so tired of ministry. I want to do something else. And let me tell you something. In 25 years of pastoral ministry, I have never, ever gotten a job by a resume. Do you know that? Like as much as I have honed my resume, as much as I have tweaked it and, and created new adjectives and, and, and made it look all fancy with new fonts and, and, and formatting, I've never gotten a job as a pastor by submitting a resume. Because what God does is he has found me, he has selected me, and then he's used me for ministry. And I don't know about you, but when you have a calling on your life, when God wants you to do something for him, he, he doesn't need your resume. He doesn't need you to, to, to try to like get ahead of the line. Um, God is going to use you and he's going to select you. So verse, verse 19, it says, so Elijah went and he found Elisha. God is going to find you where you are. And as he finds you, you're, you got to be ready for that call. You know, it reminds me of the story of King David, the prophet goes and he asks for every single son of Jesse to come out and he looks for for the king and is and each one is is pretty much submitting their resume and interviewing before the prophet the prophet is saying no not you not you not you not you. he goes through 10 brothers and he says there's there's somebody else out there and, and they go oh yeah well we got this little like brother he's annoying his name's David, he's out there in the fields, but you don't want to talk to him. And the Bible says, God found David. And in the same way in this passage of scripture, God found Elisha. It says, so Elijah went and found Elisha plowing in a field. My, my boy was not like submitting resumes. He was not like trying to go on monster.com, zip recruiter. He was just doing what he was called to do. And that was to plow a field. And when you least likely expect it, when you stop trying to get ahead of the line, when you stop trying to be noticed, God is already noticing you. Pretty amazing, isn't it? So it says that Elijah went over to him and he threw his cloak on his shoulders. Now that sounds kind of crazy, right? You got like a dusty, dirty guy working in the field with a, on plows with oxen and the, the prophet of the country shows up and he puts his cloak on top of Elisha. But this was symbolic. This is kind of the passing of the baton. 
Uh, this, this is one of those moments where, um, you know, the, the gavel is now being passed over and, and now Elisha is realizing that he's being called to serve God in the same way as Elijah. You know, I think it's really interesting that um, Elisha's response, you know, Elijah puts this cloak on Elisha and the Bible says, look at this, as soon as he did it, Elisha left his oxen standing there. He left his oxen standing there and he ran to the prophet Elijah. You know, when God calls you to do something in your life, um, he's calling you because he selected you. He's calling you because he knows you are the one that is called to do this for this time. It's not because there's other people, other, other resources. It's because you are designed and created to do what God called you to do at this time. And Elisha being put upon this cloak over his shoulders, he knew that God was calling him. He knew that God was, was selecting him at that moment. And he left his oxen immediately. Are you willing to give up what you know the most in order to follow God? Are you willing to give up what's comfortable for you? Are you willing to give up what, what comes naturally for you to do something because God is calling you to do something new in your life? You know, as I've been reading this passage of scripture and as I've been studying it this week and looking at some commentaries, it says earlier up in the verse that when Elijah found Elisha, there were 12 teams of oxen working for Elisha's father. Now, I want you to think about this. That means that Elisha's father was a businessman. He owned not just one team of oxen, he owned 12 teams of oxen. It means that his son was on the 12th team, which means that his son was going to inherit a vast amount of money, land, oxen, uh, material. I mean, Elisha had a good thing coming for him. And he was kind of on the 12th team, just doing the job, helping his dad work out. And he was about to like inherit a lot of stuff. And the Bible says that when Elijah came to him, Elisha had to determine within moments if he was willing to give up everything that was due to him as an inheritance and go follow Elijah. I want you to think about that. What are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up your inheritance? Are you willing to give up your wealth? Are you willing to give up all the stuff that you've really worked so hard in your life to accumulate in order to go to follow God and be unsure of where that's gonna lead you? And the Bible says that he left his oxen behind and he ran up to Elijah. And he said to Elijah, can I go kiss my father and my mother goodbye? It's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting that he wanted to say a farewell to his father and mother. And, and Elijah says, go on back, but think about what I have done for you. What Elijah is saying is, think about this, this, this symbolism that I'm giving to you. The fact that I'm putting this cloak on top of you. Think about that, because if you don't want to go and live a life of a prophet, which is filled with hunger, misery, <laughs> uh, being running away from your life because people are trying to kill you, being the bearer of bad news. If you, if you want to like start a new career that's going to be really, really tough, think about it before you come back to me. And, and the Bible says in verse 21, it says, so Elisha returned. 
I love that. Elisha returned to his oxen. Uh-oh. What's that going to mean? Does that mean that Elijah, Elisha is going to return to his oxen and be like, you know what? I'm going to go back to my oxen because I'm, I'm in, going to get inheritance. I kind of like the, the way that I work out here. I have 12 teams that I work, work with. No, it says he returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. What? Think about this. He took everything that he knew and he slaughtered them. And the Bible says he used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. You know, I'm reading right now Barack Obama's um, autobiography. And, and one of the things that he talks about is, um, he doesn't say he's an addict, but I'll use that word. He talks about addiction. And he talks about the fact that, you know, um, he has smoked all his life, um, smoked cigarettes. And every time he would like try to give up smoking, he always kept a secret stash of cigarettes. And this is what addicts do. They will be like, I'm gonna stop doing drugs, I'm gonna stop drinking alcohol, but they always have kind of a secret little bit somewhere hidden. So if they fall, they can just, they know it's, it's, it's a safe place in their house that they can grab very easily. And, and I want you to think about that because every single one of us has something that we're clinging onto in our life. And no matter how much we're trying to get rid of stuff, there's, there's something in our life that we're kind of clinging onto for that just-in-case moment. And what Elisha is doing is he's saying, look, if I'm going to follow God, if I'm going to be the next prophet, if I'm going to be the assistant to Elijah, then I'm going to take my just-in-case stash and I'm going to burn it. Like there's no chance for me to ever return. He's saying, I said goodbye to my mom and dad. I kissed them farewell. And now what I know, what I've, what I've been learning my entire life on how to plow a field, I'm going to take the plow. I'm going to burn it. I'm going to take my, my oxen uh, that, that has helped me create this wealth, and I'm going to kill it. Why? Because I will never return or come back to my former life. I want you to think about this for a moment. What is standing in your way? What is standing in your way? for you to follow Jesus fully? Like what has to be burned? What has to be de de just completely destroyed? What do you have to be willing to give up in your life in order for you to make that full relationship with God? You see, each one of us has a secret. Each one of us has a, a, a little just in case, um, in case things don't go our way uh, for us to be able to go back to it again. And what Elisha is saying is that no matter what happens, he will never, ever, ever return to his old life because he's fully committed to following that call of God. What are you willing to give up? What needs to be burned? What needs to be destroyed? What needs to be completely eradicated from your life so you can fully follow God? as the leader of your life. You know, I, I think about the fact that every single one of us have a call on our lives. And, and, and you may be, not be called to be a pastor. You may not be called to be a minister, um, a paid minister, but you are called to ministry. The moment that we follow Jesus as the leader of our life, that means we are being called to follow God. That means God himself, when you become a Christian, is putting a cloak on top of your shoulders and saying, you are now destined 
to be a leader in my kingdom. It's pretty remarkable, isn't it? It's pretty remarkable that you don't have to do anything to be noticed by God. It's pretty remarkable that you don't have to get God's attention, that God already sees you. He knows you. And in verse 19, it says he found Elisha and he finds you as well. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he has found you and that he is willing to use you to make an incredible impact in his kingdom? You know, we live in a world right now where it seems like everything's going wrong. We have COVID-19. We may get COVID-20. Who knows what's on the horizon? We, we have uh, um, countries just going insane. We have world leaders that are acting like, like monsters. And even despite all of the craziness that's happening in our lives, God is calling you and I to stay faithful and to be a leader to represent his kingdom. So that's my call to you today to ask you what you're willing to do to recognize your call to ministry, to serve God, to be faithful to God, to give up whatever it takes to be totally loyal to him. I want to pray for you today. And as I pray for you, I want to ask you to make that decision today to fully follow God as a leader of your life. Don't let others lead you. Don't let other things lead you. Don't let other things influence you. But allow God to be the leader of your life. You know, I wish I could tell you that after Elisha uh, became the main prophet, his life was awesome. It wasn't. I mean, as you continue to read First and Second Kings, you see that Elisha had a very, very difficult time being a prophet for God. But that's what it requires is for you and I to give up what's important to us, things that are comfortable, in order to fully follow God, even during difficult times. God, I want to pray for every single person that's listening today. Uh, may you be a God that chooses us. And when you choose us, God, may we know without a shadow of a doubt that we've been called with a purpose and a skill to follow you. And there's some people here today, including myself, God, that sometimes we are kind of just um, laissez-faire Christians, where we're kind of going along with um, what's, what's expected, but we're not fully on fire for you. And so, God, may we be like Elisha, and that is to take whatever is important to us and dump it in the fire, destroy it, let it be consumed so we can fully focus on you and have no way out but to only be able to follow you and rely on you. So change our hearts, God. Soften our hearts. And may we be proud followers of Jesus. In your holy name. Amen. Thank you for listening to OAC Vancouver's podcast. Learn more at oacvancouver.ca. If you're in Vancouver, join us for worship Saturdays at 11 a.m. at 5350 Bailey Street. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. God bless you and have a wonderful day.